Okay. Can we just give you the fuck was Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. It's me, your boy, your sci-fi boy, your precocious host. Not really precocious. Call him Brandon. I need a you're bigger not, you're, lolly. You're not really precocious <laughs> at all. Look up what the word means. Isn't that like talks a lot? Look up what the word means. All right, I'll be back. I no, honestly, I, like, I don't even remember what the I word means. I thought it meant like timid, cute, and shy. Same no, way. actually, I believe oh, then he's very precocious. No, I think it means like, like a developing skills earlier. Having developed certain know. abilities or proclivities at an earlier age than usual. Okay. Boom. Yes, you are precocious uh, then. Okay. I was thinking of litigious. And magnanimous. <clears throat> well, litigious? You think he's a lawyer? <laughs> he runs a podcast. <laughs> he certainly looks very lawyerly tonight. It looks yeah, cool. this, this is, very, this is like, a little promiscuous. Colin Brandon, you're a litigious leader. Um, and with me tonight. the 99th uh, most popular sci fi podcast out there crushed it and with me tonight is Mahoney Manoy viewers it is I Mark that's a very long <laughs> that's intro in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah okay, all right that's true <laughs> all right it, it was there so we're gonna save that it's yeah. good Jason I am Ben Young Andrew's back I'm Bill Jarvis okay <laughs> and no one uh, else is gonna give an old Mahoney Manoy <laughs> and Mahoney Manoy I will Mahoney Manoy yeah <laughs> Uh, and today <laughs> we are talking about Valerian, the city of a thousand planets. And uh, the city of a thousand planets. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> is he in there or is he and there? Uh, written and directed by Luc Besson. Luc Besson. Or as Jason would say. Besson. Luc Besson. It's Besson. I feel like every time I butcher... French, Bill dies a little bit inside because apparently he knows French. Yuk-Bisson! Yuk Ben would say, like, he, sa he sounds like he came from Idaho. My hey, name hello is... there, I'm Luke Besson. No, 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 but it's L-U-C, so it's Luke Besson. Besson. Um, Just Luke Besson. So... <laughs> You're All right, worst. Captain John Luke Besson, let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna start throwing something at people in a second. Uh, you do, do, you, do you say Picard? I say Jean Luc Picard. Okay, nobody says Picard. <laughs> Jean Luc it's Picard. Picard. You have to pull well, out your well, tongue. If, if you, if you were to say like a Frenchman, you would say Picard. <laughs> All right, Captain John Luc Picard. Let's, let's just go. let's just keep it at Picard. <laughs> let's just keep it at Picard. He just learned you. <laughs> It's it's but no but you guys are, you're gonna you're gonna regret this moment when we cover the Pican. only sci-fi podcast yeah, that yeah, teaches you any amount our, of French. This is all of our Jean Luc. Uh, yeah, uh, save your Jean Luc for next month when we're covering it. Uh, okay, Valarian and I'm living a living Valarian. nightmare right now. <laughs> all right, everyone, shut the fuck up. Valarian Steel. Can I? Can I? 
can we can I further this podcast? Yes, I, but I just want to say no, no. I just want to say that this. I think this mental state is a result of watching this movie. <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah, really Fair nice. enough. Fair, is it my fault? Yes. Okay. So written and directed by Luc Besson, uh, based off of a very popular French comic book series. Never read it. The same name. Valerian. That ran from 1967 to 2010. Jesus Christo. Uh, in fact, in fact, uh, Small note, Luc Besson actually grew up reading this comic book series, and when he was making the fifth... Always wanted to make it, I think, but when um, he was making the fifth element, the the writer or whatever, uh, Pierre-Christine or whatever... God damn it. that team Crushed it, Colin. <laughs> Did I? Fucking crushed it. Okay, anyways. I'm sorry. I just can't fucking do this. Anyways, <laughs> I hate... Uh, French uh, McGee. Let's put a French accent ban on this podcast. Okay. I'm down. Sorry, you can't. Sorry, it. sorry, Pierre A. Kristen. Um, <laughs> Happy Bill. We're just no. gonna yeah no. butcher right up. Anyways, no, no. what would what would you Bertrand think? <laughs> you <laughs> he would not like that. He would not like that. Uh, Chris, I hope you're listening to this because you're gonna hate it. Anyways, um, disown you. Yeah, he'll disown me. So. No, when he was making The Fifth Element, uh, the writer of the comic book series actually said, why are you making this trash? You should be making Valerian. Oh, boy. And, <laughs> and Luc Besson said, uh, well, in a later in an interview, he said he didn't think the technology was there because of the amount of aliens that should be in the movie. He didn't think he could make it. And then I believe he said uh, when Avatar came out, he realized that it was time and he could make it. Though apparently he rewrote the script to this movie because he liked Avatar so much that he felt his original script was bad. But. And then immediately after he had that realization, he <clears throat> made Lucy. <sighs> well, did he really? Yeah, he no. made Lucy. Uh, other things by him. I'm sorry, Leon the Professional. A yeah, good movie. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Leon the Professional. There goes all. That was of, pretty close. There goes all of our <laughs> listeners in France and uh, French Canada. So. Are you telling me all well, of our French Natalie listeners Portman. just retreated? No, they surrendered. The, the, the history major in me is, is, is sad. <laughs> Fucking frogs. He, he's crying inside. <laughs> oh, no. He's crying He's crying inside, and he thinks you should uh, revisit those history books. Uh, okay, all I right. Know, I know the story. Okay, no so. Wendy, stupid. So, um... Tenuring my resignation. I keep fucking putting away <laughs> Bill, my Bill, this notes. is your house. Where are we going to go? Okay. Um, to a, uh, so anyways, it came into a sweet budget of $209 million total, um, which I looked into why that was so high. It's interesting. The box office was $225.9 million. So this is technically a flop. What is the success considered? Make Triple? Double. Double. Oh. It's on average. It's about double. Um, the reason it's it was two hundred and nine million apparently is because because it was it's a French made film filmed entirely in France, but because it was a English speaking movie or a foreign language movie, it was not uh, eligible for all the tax credits that you normally would get for filming in France for like a you know, French made film. Wow. Oh wow. So they got they got shafted on that one, apparently. Yeah, so, they did. Yeah. Fuckeroni. And it, I don't know. That's French. I don't know if a deal was made later on to like make up for it or whatnot, but yeah, that sucks. Uh, starring Dane DeHaan, 
or Dehan. What is he in? I know that face. Uh, ben will tell you in a minute. Chronicle, uh, the place beyond the pines. He was the the lead, uh, the Metallica. Oh, he movie, was the right? kid He's from the that, wasn't he? Movie. Some kind of mo- was it? What was the name of that movie? Through the Never. Through the Never. That's right. Some kind of monsters the documentary. Yeah. Uh, Cara, <laughs> uh, was it? Delavine. Delavine. Thank you. The ever nasal Clive Owen, Rihanna, Ethan Hawke, and a couple other. John Goodman. John Goodman was yeah, I in thought it, that right? Was him. Herbie yeah. Hancock. Yeah, I was totally thrown <laughs> off by the Herbie Hancock. Well, Jesse you know. goes, "Is that Herbie Hancock?" <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was like, it? I guess so. What was it just his character was literally just defense minister? Yeah, or yeah. defense minister Herbie Hancock as himself. And, just... <laughs> wow, and uh, the ever the ever wonderful um, Rutger Hauer. So, yeah, may he, rest, Hauer? may he rest. In he was peace. the president at the beginning. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why. I forgot. Yeah, he had. Did you see the earrings? Yeah, the earrings. He looked fantastic. <laughs> Reprising oh. his role from Hobo in a Shack. Hobo with a shotgun. Hobo, hobo with a shotgun. You're a teacher. Not a lot of people know this, but you're a, this you're is the same no, universe. It's you're a teacher. Canon. I'm yeah, a prostitute. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's all the little background information I had for you, gentlemen. Great. All right. Do we have another segment we usually do? Uh, ben. Okay. So, I don't know. In the twentieth twenty eighth century, a dark force threatens Alpha, which is like the space station, right? But it's actually ISS. But they've been building on it because, like, okay, ever since nineteen seventy five, okay, they like. Everyone came together, right? And they all, all, all of the countries were like, okay, fuck war. We're, we're here to be a united planet. And they elected Rucker Hauer to lead them. And so, I don't know, they made a big ship and were like, it's too big. And so they blasted it off into the galaxy or something. But none of that is important right now because we're they go over to this, like, I don't know, like Destiny Islands planet. Anyway, um... There's like this dark force that does threaten Alpha. It's like I don't like a radiation thing that's going on, but it's not a radiation thing because they're definitely okay in it. Anyway, uh, they, you know, we know this because Valerian goes into it. Uh, after recovering this strange creature from from an extinct planet mule, the creature is some sort of engine that creates it shits pearls, um, but. It duplicates whatever it needs. It, it needs to eat pearls to ship pearls. Um, and anyway, they recover it. You gotta Val- spend money to make money. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like They recover it. It's Valerian. Money. Valerian and Laureline, well, they're, 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 they're fucking, but she doesn't want to just be a fuck toy, so he, uh, Valerian proposes. I have a to point him. to that, actually. Well, we'll get there. Valerian proposes to her um, to, to show her she's not just a fuck toy, I, I guess. Anyway, um... Can we just use another term besides fucktory here? They... Sorry. And anyway, moving forward, they get to Alpha, and they learn about this, and, like, okay, so Valerian and Laureline are, like, really, like, low on the chain, but for some reason... For some reason, they get to do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not really sure about that, but basically, Valerian decides to chase Clive Owen into the uh, into the dead zone. This is not a synopsis anymore. This is a plot. You're just straight. Yeah, you're just the plot. They this identify the the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but maybe the future of the universe. I'm not really clear on what the threat was, but honestly, I don't think anyone. Watched. There we are. Um, you know, <clears throat> I would tell you to watch it to be to get a clearer picture, but thank you for that objective yeah. summary <laughs> of 
Valerian. Right. I want to move past that as fast as I can. <laughs> so why was Valerian fucking his sister? <laughs> and that's where you want to go? That's yeah. where you want to go. You want to move past that and go right why into that. Why is incest okay in the future? Where did you get the idea that they were brother and sister? <laughs> they got think the same just, eyes. I they got oh the same God. face. I think he's just implying that genetically they look they very look similar. Like they Maybe he's just things. a narcissist and he picks someone who looks like him. Well, she was assigned to him, wasn't she? She's uh, his subordinate officer. Sergeant, sergeant, I, no, partner. because it's clear. It, no, they're partners, and it's clear that um, the other partners. He 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 picks because he's always picked girls. That's the thing. So he picks. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's what I she didn't was realize talking that's about. What his she, she was like, was that was when I was like still trying to be invested in the film, and she was like talking about like how. Um, she was like, I, you know, I don't want to just be a, another girl on in your playlist. And he's like, I don't have a playlist. And she's like, Alex, play playlist and like shows all. The I thought that's that what. Yeah, I was, I was a little confused about that. I thought it was just his his Facebook, basically. So he proposes okay. to her. Right. Look, I know this was a, was a listener recommendation, so I just want to apologize right now to our listener who recommended this because I'm gonna put that at the beginning of the episode. I'm sorry. Uh... So right off the bat. Uh... <laughs> To kind of pull this back center. Um, I want to talk about the casting choices for this movie. Um, great cast. <laughs> well, the great cast was what? in the supporting roles. Um, so I'm just going to say this, and I apologize to all the fans out there of this person, but Dane DeHaan is not a good actor. No, he's a very Ooh. good actor. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me finish before you rebuttal or whatever. He's not a good actor, and I'm starting to realize that Hollywood realized this as well. So if you look at his career, he started hitting the ground running. Like, it was fantastic. And he's kind of petered off to the point where he makes a movie, like, every two years now. Like, it's just, nobody's probably giving him roles. I don't think he's very good. I think he is. I think he's been good in everything he's been in. I think that he was trash in this. He but... is an extremely, extremely static actor. Granted, it, I find it his interesting. monotone voice, his like his face doesn't even fucking make expressions. Like, well, this it's this bad. this wasn't the role for him. Number one, he's supposed to be this like ladies' man, and Dane DeHaan has never been like that. Number two, it's interesting to me that it's called Valerian, and he definitely has some of the least amount of screen time in the whole film. Because I was like, why are we supposed to care? Like, at the point where he disappeared, I was like, okay, so now we're going to go and, like, follow his adventures in wherever he went. And then it, nothing happened. It was it was just, it went back to Laureline. And granted, I should say that this movie sold me a lot more on Cara Delevingne than it ever has. I've always felt that Cara Delevingne had this, like, I don't know, overwhelming. Every time I looked at her, I just, like, got, the, like, the feeling of feet. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> no. You just look at her and you're like, that's if that's could, feet. Hey, 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 hold on. Like, gross feet. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, did you take all the PCP? <laughs> no, like, okay. I just look at her and I smell purple. I just feel like she smells. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I like her angry eyes. Okay, so real talk. <laughs> One small thing about her. I was talking to a coworker today about her. <laughs> And he goes, I don't think anyone ever realized this, but she's a model. She's not an actress. She shouldn't be acting. That is true. She started oh, she as a model. model. A lot of actors do, though. Yeah. Me. No. What? What else was she in? Uh, Suicide Squad? 
What was she in Suicide Squad? She was uh, the Enchantress. Oh. And uh, she was she, but she got a breakout role for her her role in um, I think the film was called Paper Planes. Paper Towns. Paper Towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like what like escalator because everyone's like she's so good. I never saw it because like I'm not. Anyways, really that. neither of these actors had the caliber to carry this film. No. And it shows. This is one of the rare times in the history of this podcast and also the history of me being a fan of, you know, movies, TV shows, whatever. I shut this movie off <laughs> twice before I went back and finished it. I, I literally, I got half an hour into the movie and I, I shut it off. I shut it off and I watched The Expanse. I got really drunk. And let's, let's be real here. And We've watched some shitty movies on this podcast. I... And there's a ton I wanna I wanna get into and talk about, but I I don't think I can preface this any better, or preface my thoughts any better by just saying, I I struggled to get through this one. I sh- I watched it. I you know I got a 48 hour rental on Amazon or whatever, and I got through like probably the first half hour, and I shut it off, and I went back the next night, and I watched another you know 45 minutes and i shut it off and i watched two more episodes of the expanse <laughs> and then i went back and i i will be honest i did not actually <laughs> get to the ending so i wow watched, i watched the last 10 or i kind of synopsized the last 10 minutes on wikipedia for myself just so i knew what happened i i could not finish this movie and i think a a big chunk of that has to do with the leads i just never have I really watched a film where I couldn't find myself invested in some element? And even the visual element of this, which I think is the main selling point of this film, which I'm sure we'll talk a ton about, was not enough to draw me in with those two lead performances. And especially Dane DeHaan, like, I'm, and you guys, you know, tell me if this is just a fluke or not. I know Ben is saying, you know, he's a good actor. Like, I've not seen any of his other films apart from his role in that the Metallica film. And it's largely, you know, there's really not a lot of dialogue, if any, in that. It's his, his character is kind of like a, I don't know, his, his character is kind of like um, who we follow through this story. It's like in the Metallica film, you know, he's going through all these different scenes in the city and like they play the scenes out to Metallica songs. So he's more just kind of like a vessel, you know, like we're going from scene to scene as all the music kind of plays and it's kind of a cool concept i mean that that movie bombed too but it was you know an interesting concept um but that's really what i know him from so in coming into this i didn't have any sort of background on what his performance is and i think it was like just within that first few minutes where they're on the beach on the ship or whatever just like the and i don't know if that's just how he speaks so again i, I mean no disrespect by it but like i i enjoyed it more when I just closed my eyes and pretended that it was actually Keanu Reeves playing Valerian. <laughs> oh, that, that would have been good. <laughs> and then it wasn't Dane DeHaan because he was doing an uncanny Keanu Reeves impression. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that would have been good. Like, like I said, this isn't a role for him. He's, he's the kind of actor that has very specific roles. I'm going to throw Chronicle on the schedule at some point because that's a really good film. But, um, and he's really good in it. I guess it is a sci-fi yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, no, this was awful. It was. It wasn't for him, and everyone was bad. I don't think there was a single enjoyable actor in the movie. Uh, first off, Ethan Hawke fucking crushed. Okay, his fine. Role. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like my. That was the, the saving grace of this movie was Ethan Hawke. And like Rucker Hauer was fun to see, but like everyone who showed up for five minutes and John Goodman. 
everyone who showed up for five minutes did a really good job. Everyone who had to, like, be around Luke Besson for, like, a majority of time probably just, like, I don't know, got his stench. I thought Clive Owen put in a good performance. Oh, Clive oh. Owen hasn't put in a good performance in, like, <laughs> Since the years. rock and roller. Not just that, but his character was so inconsequential and... <laughs> That's it. He was so inconsequential that, like, I didn't care at, anymore. Like, he... So... I was like, he's the villain. Like, where are we? Like, yeah, if you have Clive Owen in this role. He's a general or commander. He's the bad guy. Like, uh, alright, bye. I'm, I'm gonna say something, and you guys can all disagree with me, but Clive Owen is slowly becoming the British Nick Cage. If you watch his, like, movies in the last five years, it's getting pretty bad. No, I... Clive Owen for me, you know, is Children of Men. Yeah, yeah. And well, after that, he never did another movie. Shoot him or not shoot him up. Uh, shoot him yeah, up was shoot fun. Shoot I enjoyed that. That was a yeah, fun was movie. Yeah. I think we went and saw that in theaters when yep. it came out. Hell that was yeah. a fun movie. Yeah. But my God, I just I, I don't know. I, I think <clears throat> well, he's chasing a paycheck now. That's all he's doing. Well, I mean, okay. so correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because seriously, you know, we had this this discussion with our la last cast here. Like, I am the person who's rooting for kind of the underdog actors. And I'm not even saying that Dane DeHaan and uh, Carla Delevingne are like... Cara. Cara Delevingne are like bad actors. But, oh my God. Like, I've never encountered, or at least since we've been doing this cast, in the 40, you know, episodes we've done, I've not encountered performances that put me off a movie. I'm not one to shut a movie off, really. And I, like I said, I the fact that I did it twice in my forty-eight hour rental period, I really had to struggle to get through it, just so, because the, I was not invested in these characters at all. They weren't, they they were not roping me into this universe in any meaningful way, where I really wanted to follow their adventures. So I'm going to pose a question, and this goes on to more of the production side of it. Most of this movie was filmed on just sound stages in France. Do you think? sitting in front of like the green screen or the blue screen or something affected the way in which these actors were acting i'm sure if they're not used to it but i think the script has everything to do with it i mean if we Absolutely. look if we look at like the prequel trilogy of star wars or we look at did you guys ever see uh the movie sky captain world of tomorrow that movie where it's entirely in front of a green screen and mm -hmm. you can just tell that these actors don't give a fuck about what they're doing yeah and i kind of got that feeling out of our two leads in this movie do me a favor, Colin. Yes. I agree with you. Rem bring that point back up, the Sky Captain thing. When we watch Sky Captain next week. No, that, that's a big point. What I have, something I want to get to later. I just want to make sure. Okay. I have it highlighted three times on my piece of paper. Just I uh, don't know when I'm supposed to bring it back up, but I will. Okay. <laughs> also, I'll give you a wink. <laughs> <laughs> did you really write it down, or did you just scribble, scrabble? <laughs> also, it's worth noting we're not watching Sky, beer. Sky Captain next week. I don't think we have to watch Sky Captain. We could do a so, podcast on it right now. So I wanted to elaborate. When I said great cast, I meant I like... Great ass on Cara Delevingne. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Sorry. I, that, was one, that one was worse than feet. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> that one was worse than feet. <laughs> so I like all of those actors individually. Uh, everything that I've seen them each in, I enjoyed their performances. Sure. But n it's like you guys said, none of them showed up for this movie. It, It's bizarre. It's interesting because, like, okay, so, like, full behind-the-scenes disclosure, uh, Overlord asked me to 
read uh, a volume or two of the comic to kind of like prep for this to like talk about differences and stuff and I just didn't have time. Well, I kind of wanted how Miller did with Alita. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. great. Which was, you know, a good a good idea for sure. But like on one hand, I mean you should have asked me. My bad. On one hand, you don't have time either. Especially during the preparation for this, the weeks leading up. You're yeah. Going. There. On one hand, I um I, I the the movie made me want to read more about the comic because the world is so interesting. Yeah. But then on the other hand, the script was so awful. Not just the dialogue, the plot was like some of the... I, I would rather watch Event Horizon again than watch another 10 minutes. Funny enough, movie. you're going to get We're the We're going to watch it again <laughs> next month. Oh what? God. He's altering the, the schedule. Pray he doesn't alter it. <laughs> oh, okay. right. um, Man, we're breaking all sorts of records with Valerian, so I shut the movie off three times and didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Ben just said he would rather watch, let it be known, Ben Young said he would rather watch Event Horizon again. Yeah. Valerian. And then we all just can't get through this podcast episode. We have we have a new worst sci-fi film. Well, there's nothing to say about this movie, in my opinion. And someone's going to correct me and be like, no, I have plenty to say. And that's fine. You, you could say it. Jason's shaking his head. He's nodding. But in my opinion, there's nothing to say about it. So I'm going to use my time to seltzer. shit on it. <clears throat> so I was going to just say real quick, uh, I was going to interrupt you, Ben. Go ahead. Um, I'm done. So, so when I started watching this movie, I was developing pneumonia, right? Um, <laughs> so I was actually in a fever dream while experiencing this movie. Yeah, talk about a sour taste I right suggest, here. I suggest, because this is fantastic. If you're having night sweats, if you have body aches, if you can't breathe, Take watch some Valerian. medicine. Watch, watch Valerian. Well, chug, chug an entire bottle of Theraflu. Don't actually do that. That's a lot of acetaminophen. But you, uh, you do that, and you watch Valerian, and it will take you right to bed. Because you will... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's going to be the quote on the back of the special edition blu ray anniversary. <laughs> Valerian will take you right to bed. Like, like, and you start to just experience... Experience all this confusion and all these, all these overwhelming colors and and these sounds and Ethan Hawke and you just he was amazing he was amazing and, and where did Rihanna come in I don't know and like and so I'm I'm having this I'm I'm delirious I'm like I have to watch this for the podcast but I can't stand up so I'm gonna lay on the couch Emily's gonna stare at me as I drool on myself. And she tries to figure out the movie while I am completely invested in this television. And you know, not the movie, not the movie, the television. You know, the bright. It's it's like a baby. It's like a it's like a baby child watching a television. They don't know what's going on, but there's so many colors and so many sounds. It's just an experience. And so I suggest don't watch Valerian as a movie. Watch it as a child would watch a TV when they don't understand anything about the world. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, actually, because I, I, I wanted to quote my source here because I was reading reviews because reviews for this were all over the map. You know, you mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. a lot of reviews were like four star reviews. Like it was this is great. This is revolutionary. This is groundbreaking, et cetera, et cetera. People are but, afraid to talk shit about Luke Besson. Yeah, but it was it, it was funny because uh, there was a few of them. I'm trying to remember. It, it comes down as either Vox or it was New York Times. And there was a paragraph. I was going to read it verbatim, but I'll just kind of paraphrase here. 
it said that this movie <laughs> is like if you crushed up a DVD, <laughs> if you crushed up a DVD of the Phantom Menace into dust, <laughs> mix that with hallucinogenics and like cocaine, and then snorted it. <laughs> that visually, that's what you, you would so, see. And I holy just thought shit. the image, the image, like that was great, by the way. And I'll, I'll have to get an addendum. Maybe we'll post on Facebook of who actually wrote that because that was not for me. But just the image of someone taking a DVD copy of The Phantom Menace and crushing it up so, into a fine powder. It's so specific. So, and it makes sense if you think about it. There are certain aspects of this movie that I actually did enjoy for like a small, you know, solid 30, 45 seconds. I could uh, riff on that too. Uh, I, I think it was when Dane DeHaan was ensconced in like a gelatinous Rihanna <laughs> I thought that whole, I thought listen to the sentence you just said. Listen to the fucking sentence you just said. Listen to it. Ensconced in a gelatinous Rihanna episode 39. Come on. I'm sorry. I just I thought that that was like that was fun. Do they sell Rihanna jelly in the ethnic foods aisle or in like the regular well run with the other jellies? It's in the European food section. The French the Euromart, yeah. there. no, I thought that was like okay, that's kind of neat. It brings on a whole new, like, two people standing in one, like, trench coat kind of thing. Or two kids standing in a trench coat. Like, that's what it felt like. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Valerian, the movie about two kids in a trench coat breaking into a porno theater. Kind of what it felt like, but all right. Thank you for bringing Rihanna up, because Dane DeHaan says a line at the end of her dance. And that sums this movie up for me. Which was, look, that was really cool, but it's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's the movie! That's it all right there! That was really what cool, a fucking roast. that wasn't what I was looking for. <laughs> that was the best that day That was a better down. line reading yeah, than he did. That's that what I mean. Great. You should be him. Let's literally, reshoot the movie, guys, right now. Yeah, literally. That, I mean, that was... I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean, to your point, so trying to be positive, about the only positive... Thing I can say about the movie, or or positive like feeling I had about the movie, probably came in the first five minutes, because I actually really did enjoy that scene where you know they've got um, Space Oddity playing in the background, mm-hmm. and it's like all of the you know they start out in you know the past, and they show you know it's humans kind of like shaking hands, and they do that that uh, kind of montage of the handshake, and it's first it's humans. And it's the same humans, and they're older, and then, you know, it's another generation, and then it's, you know, aliens, and then it's even more outlandish aliens, and you see the station getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and, like, I thought that was a really cool scene. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. for that first five minutes, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. This is this is going to be the next Alita. Like, you know, this is going to be one of those where I missed out on it, and now we're, we're watching it, and, you know, holy shit, and then... I think the, nope. the I think the very beginning and the very end of the movie were my favorite parts. Not the very end, the last scene I, I didn't care for. But uh, I feel like the, those are the only times they kind of stayed in one conceptual space, if that makes sense. They This movie moved so fast. It was like, I didn't realize that comic was ran for so long. But the most of the movie felt like they were trying to move through 60 years of this comic book yeah. in two hours. But that very beginning where they were like establishing the universe, even though they were moving through time quickly, I like what they were doing. And then the end where they were in their uh, uh, makeshift 
spacecraft that was going to recreate their planet or whatever, when they actually stayed in that one scene and they had people, you know, acting instead of just quickly running through visual scenarios, like, I actually kind of enjoyed those moments. But then they went right back to, like, oh, here's a bunch of new stuff happening and look at this and look at that and will you marry me again? Like... Well, yeah. So you it was si- super weird. I don't know. It, that whole there, there was there was that whole establishing shot that you guys were talking about with all the handshakes and you see the aliens, and then like fifteen minutes in, they exposition dump, where like yeah. they're talking to the Poor ship. Thing. Literally, she's like, "Tell us more." Population, I'm all everybody. There's aliens here from millions of years. It's like, yeah, why would you be telling them that they're from here, right? Yeah. I, uh, t- t- what are you doing? Valerian's telling his partner about his history of being a soldier like oh god i watched that i watched tyler and he was like he was like oh tyler's my roommate for for the for the listeners and he was like why are why are they doing this like shouldn't they know this and i'm like well clearly they're not from alpha that that totally makes sense and then they're like and then they're like oh this section and card elvin's like home sweet home and i'm like wait a second wait a second you're from here I have one point I need to make. Go for it. This happens way too often in sci-fi. Yeah. Like, almost every sci-fi film is just like, I don't know if this is on, like, tropes.com or whatever it's called. Um, probably is. It's where it's like, like, I remember, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the one with the AI and... AI with Haley Joel Osment. Oh, my God, that's it. No, uh, but, you know, there's always this point in, in the film where it's just like, yeah, they're physicists. Yeah, they're, you know, they're... They're uh, they're astronauts. They know this shit already. Yeah. It happens in every single sci-fi film. So like to be like, oh yes, we've been here for a hundred years, and humans mm-hmm. have been like, like, yeah, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Well, well it's almost like they take the approach of like this world is way too like sci-fi and futury. Like exactly. they're not the audience isn't gonna understand. We gotta explain it outright. We gotta explain it verbatim. Right. We gotta that- make the characters talk about things that are established for. Probably things that are learned, you know, over the course of their life naturally, like they're hearing it for the first time right now. Yeah. That stems from the belief that audiences are stupid, right. which audiences are stupid. Don't get me wrong. But they you need to challenge them to elevate themselves. That's why all the best sci fi just just starts and it's like, figure it out. Like, you know, yeah. a bunch of sci fi short stories that we've talked about in the past that are always just like, this is the world. Here is the thing. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed it. Go think about it. Like, and yeah. that's what it should be more often. Yeah, well, and, and I, think of it this way. Like, a movie like The Matrix works because mm-hmm. you're in Neo's shoes. Exactly. You're, like, there's, there's He's very learning few the world shots. Too. Yeah, you're all learning the shots. Yeah. You're, you're all learning the same stuff at the same time. He has to learn so all of it. I, maybe this is a bad example, but I thought that Ed Astra did a great job with exposition, too. I, I so. love Ad Astra. Ad, Ad Astra strikes me as very like old, crunchy sci-fi. So like, I feel like it has that. I'm gonna write that down. Old, crunchy sci-fi. It has that feel of like you know those old sci-fi short stories we read in college and stuff like that. And so it very much has that. It does have that opinion of well, like, here's the world, figure it out. Where, kind what of do thing. they refer to that? Like the golden age of sci-fi from like the. Mm-hmm. Like Arthur C. Clarke and yeah, stuff. Like 50s, the 40s and 50s. 40s, yeah. 50s, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. World was on... I think that was the inspiration. Yeah, after- we're not here to talk about that, but yeah, I think that was the inspiration for that. Yeah, um, okay. We've talked enough about the cast. Wait. 
You're still talking about the cast? No, we're not. <laughs> um, Wait, I have to just add, too. Because if we're going to get off the piece about the cast here, I just want to make sure. We so, don't have to. Are the characters in the comics, like, adults? Yeah. <laughs> or are they are they kids? Because no, that, that was the only other thing I feel like that took me out of it. And are they again, little baby children? Well, no, what, what really bugged me is, like... Dane DeHaan just he has a very like particular look, and mm-hmm. so does uh, yeah. so is it Kara or Carla? Kara. Kara. I just want to make sure you get it right. C A R A. C A R A. Okay, so they both look like they're like sixteen. Yeah. I want to mail you. <laughs> well, no, I it's really difficult for me to believe that he's you know major Valerian ultimate space ass kicking badass. Listen, like, it's a French made film. Okay, what do you expect? Well. N- we have <laughs> really naturally I younger. Bruce Willis. That's well, what I expect. But no, no, Keanu. That, but I just <laughs> Keanu would have been great. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that was. It was just hard for me to buy. So like I, I already didn't connect with the acting and what they were trying to, you know, kind of project or establish these characters in this universe. But like, I don't know. It was just hard for me to buy the the type of characters that they were trying to portray because the actors. Maybe it was just a miscasting thing. I think we've kind of all come to that conclusion. It sounds like we all have a pretty similar opinion on this, but and, like that and a miswriting thing. Yeah, I mean, it was just. I don't know. I mean, but what a kind of like bad combination, I guess. So you, not only do you not have the right people in the right positions, but the material you gave them to work with wasn't, you know, yeah. <laughs> wasn't the best to begin with. So it's like, oh, you know, because I don't know about you guys, but really, like, I like visuals. But mm-hmm. this to me was ultimately, and we've done a lot of like very highly kind of visual films in the last, you know, probably 20 episodes since we got our podcast going again. And I feel like this was the turning point for me where I realized I like visuals and I might may say I'm a visual guy, but visuals do not a good film make. You gotta have the substance to This was up, visually right? a yeah. stunning film. Oh, yeah. It really was. This is what I like to refer to as a spectacle. Mm-hmm. There's a Absolutely. lot of really cool and flashy things to look at. Yeah. But if you look just I mean, just dig a little bit underneath and it's there's nothing. Like there's just not they a really lot didn't let to really you look at any of it. Well that too, yeah. Everything happened so quickly and stuff and like you know, it was like I'm at the beginning where you know she's washing her face with the pearls and what's what is happening what am i supposed yeah, to be gaining here yeah so it's a so spectacle cool. you know i mean it's just it's got no substance you know it's like james cameron's avatar just a lot of flash <laughs> and no substance it's also important to note that this is not sci-fi either at, at really at the heart of it. it's a space opera it's it's space fantasy at, at its core oh, it's very pulpy I mean, you know very pulpy like you said like the flash gordon like you said like the um like her rubbing the beads on her face it makes no sense scientifically how any of that works they are an en- energy source yet she's washing her face with it like it's just stupid and i can even suspend my disbelief about that but it's just but it's not you can suspend your disbelief yeah, it's, but it's, it's not spectacle. science fiction it's it's fantasy and so immediately right off the bat i was like okay so we aren't dealing what with is science fiction film. what is science fiction if not fantasy explained Science fiction is based in science. What is science fiction about a damn pearl shit in space armadillo? <laughs> That's uh, I don't know. The law of conservation of mass? Conservation of ass. <laughs> what the? <laughs> and here we are. Um, Sorry, Colin. Uh, so I believe we were moving you had a podcast? off of the cast. <laughs> Yeah, the podcast you wanted to do, Connor? Not the podcast. This, yeah. cast this is the, the podcast. Yeah, uh, the only thing I had to say about like what you said, they they seem like they were constantly caught between 
two worlds with these the characters they were trying to develop. It was like he's a he's a hardened uh, master of war, yeah. but he's also this like he's cocky, but it comes off more douchey than cocky, and he looks like he's barely twenty years old. But he, we're supposed to believe that he's like a hardened veteran, and he never takes anything seriously. He's constantly disobeying orders until the very end. Where he yeah, decides to I'm die a soldier, in the hill. daddy, a rebel. Yeah. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a soldier. I do things by the book. Yeah, I yeah, done right? by the book in this whole movie. <laughs> you bizarre. stole fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> and her, she's like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Colin, get us off of this. Yeah. Nope, I don't even know where to take us. From <laughs> get here. us off. Well, of this Miller point. always gets one. He gets one out of me every oh, podcast. He gets okay. one belly laugh. I have something. Thank you for that, Miller. Yeah, I have something. <laughs> sorry, sorry. In the future, Jason, where you almost crash your car listening to that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a week, driving home from work, busy lifting drinks. Mark, you said you liked the ending. Uh oh. Please confirm or deny. I didn't like. The scene with them in the spaceship. Okay, but you liked... They, they should have gone to the beach. Why didn't they go to the beach? Maybe. So... They didn't have their swimsuits. Can you tell me what the fuck happened at the end? Because, okay, it might be because... Uh, the pearls got their pearl back. It might be because I was pretty drunk at this point. Towards the end of the movie. I, I was... I was hitting it a little harder than I normally do on a Monday night. Um... <laughs> I... <laughs> What? I may or may not have gotten to the point of diarrhea at this point. <laughs> we're we're going to win the Peabody for this one. I, I, I was peeing a lot. You're right. <laughs> you just make that noise. It's on mic. We haven't recorded. <laughs> I was very confused by the... Uh. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through my version of events and people help, please help. Help me. Help the me. mule. <laughs> thank you. First of all, is that what they're called? No, the planet is mule. Right. What are they're they called? They're the pearls. They're called pearls. the pearls. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The pearls. They have been radicalized because their planet was destroyed by Clive Owen. Got it. They needed the uh, the pearl the pearl pooper to. Uh, the mule. The Don't laugh. The you can't converter, laugh. The converter. The converter. It's the converter. It's the converter. Thank me, you. Sir, the converter. Um, they they use the, they needed the mule converter to create energy for their ship to get out of Alpha. Right. Okay. So their ship creates a virtual reality, a la the virtual reality market we saw at the beginning of the movie, that reminds them of home. I I just wanted one correction. Okay, please. That. That market was actually extra extra dimensional. Thank you. Okay. So is is the ship extra dimensional? Too, I have then? no fucking clue. <laughs> now scientifically, nothing <laughs> makes so, sense. Right? But <laughs> the whole thing is that's the thing with that damn ship, though. So what is it? Is it just like like because if you look, there were items that physically were in that ship. That's before, what leads to my next and question. There, I'm sorry, but like so. Oh hey, so we can't recreate our our world. So we've got like a big fucking airplane hangar full of bunch of fake sand and water yeah. like there you go Sorry. so so okay so they create their we'll, we'll assume we'll assume it's also extra dimensional inside the ship okay cool so the ship is going to carry them around on their own little personal mule forever great 
Awesome. Makes sense so far. Then it leaves. And as... as It doesn't, but it I'm just... Really. It, it, it makes sense as much as it can. And so then the ship leaves. It, it, it blasts through the uh, through Alpha and gets out of there. And in the firefight, Dane DeHaan jumps into the portal, implying that the, the portal that Cara Delevingne and Clive Owen were both in already, which is the ship. They were both on the ship at the time of the firefight, mm-hmm. um, and Dane jumped back onto the ship as it was blasting off. And then, once it's gone, Clive Owen is just hanging there <laughs> in Alpha, <laughs> And then the the shuttle, which was a thing, I remember going, oh, that's the thing, but I don't remember what it was, is the shuttle is just now floating in space as they left? Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got it. There's a simple question, or a simple answer for all of this. <laughs> I know the answer already. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Would you eat the moon if it were made of ribs? Like, I was so, like... It's a simple question, Sean. <laughs> would you eat Valerian if it were made of ribs? I know I would. I'd chop that off with an Bruce Day. It's all refreshing Budweiser. Um... Oh, I just don't know. I, I, like, if people like this movie and, like, are getting offended, I'm sorry. Can you please send a synopsis, like, a, a four-page written report well, to aspireben.productions.ben? Or just make a sci-fi. Though, seriously, when we post this episode, I really would like to drum up some discussion. Uh, well, we do have some. Ben did start the uh, the conversation there on our Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me, I could pull it up. Sci-fi cross. They they actually posted it on my Facebook when I shared it, but I have it oh. here. Well, it's before okay. you moved on, because you asked me to yes, defend, yes, 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 yes. what I was saying. So that's when I when I said, well, not the very end, because once the ship left dock, they lost me again. Okay. But I uh, all I was saying was I liked that they stopped for a moment and lived in a space. Okay. They actually stayed in the same area. Could for you a time. could you say a scene actually breathed? Yeah. Characters got development. There was dialogue. People talked back and forth without diving through walls. It was great. So like the whole the whole like mule revelation. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, with like the emperor and stuff, which you I know, liked. I liked the whole emperor thing. I thought I hated that was the neat. spinning uh, the spinning dialogue where they were just circling around the the command. Michael Bay dialogue. I hated that yeah but i like that they i like that they stayed in one spot actually like tried to do some character work and stuff it's a little late for it but so we did i got two responses when i tried this and i'm gonna try it again kind of with like a little bit more time into the future because i think this is a good idea to try and get some like questions too now that we're we're growing a bit you know we're not there yet but we're growing a bit um emily from facebook says hi emily as someone who's not typically a big fan of sci-fi movies, I actually enjoyed it, but mostly because there was quite a bit of humor. I, I agree. I did laugh a lot throughout it. I laughed at it a lot. <laughs> there was some dialogue. I, I remember in the in the beginning when Dane DeHaan was like going after Kara. I thought that scene was kind of humorous, and I was like, I was like, this is this is fun. This it, is that was like when I was naive. It felt weird. Yeah. It felt yeah, like I was watching two weird. middle schoolers. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, I watch Riverdale, so. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I, I will say, 
there, never mind. Go ahead. And then I no, that's fine. We're talking about her her comment. Mm-hmm. Say say your thing. No, no I'm good. Okay. Well, who's the uh, who else was that? We also had Jim from Facebook. Hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim says, I found it to be a jumbled mess. I didn't hate it because the cinematography was excellent and the acting was good. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Jim, we but didn't the, watch the same movie. I realize that now. <laughs> but the story and dialogue were not what I would call stellar. Uh, I think he tried to make a pun. Um, yeah, no. Did he put stellar in quotation marks? It's called no, he didn't. It's, oh. it's not interstellar. It's not a pun. I don't know. You guys are reeling on the acting. I, I really didn't think the acting was that bad. I think they. I think maybe they struggled with working so, with the content they had. Mark... But, no, I gotta say, man, <laughs> I've seen a lot of films. I I love film. Look, he's not even saying movie; he's saying film. Film. I I do my best, and it's it's admittedly it's a lot more difficult for me these days to you know catch up with all the the movies that I want, whether I'm seeing them in the theater, I'm running them, I'm owning them, whatever. This was. Bad. <laughs> like to me, and again, I, I'll say the same thing. You know, I kind of felt like when we did our underwater cast. Like, if if you enjoyed it, I'm happy for you, and I don't no. mean that in a shitty way. I just genuinely like it. Sucked me out of the movie. Like within the first 20 minutes, I think I couldn't. It, it was it was that bad, and that's that like really made me stop and kind of think. Like I literally was sitting on my couch and I turned my TV off, and I'm just kind of sitting there. Jesse's like, like, Jason, what's wrong? Yeah, Puts yeah, a hand on your exactly. arm. And Are I just you said, okay? I said, honey, she asked me like, what, like, how, so how's your movie? Like, how's it going? And I, I literally just said, I just shut it off. <laughs> I, I can't do it. She didn't watch this one with you? No. She, so the way our living room set up, we got the couch, TVs in front of the couch as it should be. Yes. And then we, there's like a chair in the far corner. So like, she'll go over there and she'll read or, you know, she'll play with the dog. So she was kind of sitting there and she's reading, playing on her phone, whatever. And it's just me, like, my own commentary track. <laughs> like, oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, why would you do that? Or me, like, like paraphrasing, like, and I, I feel bad now because I was not inebriated. I was watching this sober as a judge. And as things were happening, I think I was just, like, paraphrasing in the Keanu Reeves Dane Don voice. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a soldier. <laughs> like, right after it happened, and she was just... She was laughing her ass off the whole time. I just, what I would have given for just, like, put a camera from her perspective over to the couch and just you shouting things at me. We gotta do a Rift Tracks episode Uh, one of these days. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. I think this is a good point to bring up. You wanted me to point it back out, uh, Jason, Sky Captain, The World Tomorrow. So, my point with that, and now I I know we've been kind of joking around. It's actually been a lot of fun. I think it's been kind of cathartic in a lot of ways. Definitely. I watched this, you know, today's Tuesday. I watched, I watched it this, like an hour, like two hours before I, I came here. Like it was Friday. crazy. So I've been holding this, all this in for like the last four days, and I've just been ready to go. So um, it definitely feels good. But there's two points I want to make. Um, the first point being that uh, what kind of it, – it's almost like sad in a way because based on a lot of what I've read in the lead-up to this, like this, this was truly – Luc Besson's, like, passion piece. Like, this was the film he wanted to make. Like, imagine little, you know, little Luc Besson. In, <laughs> it is, in, it is 19, house in France. In 1968, he's a kid. 19th century Luc Besson. He's a kid, and he's got his comic out, and he's reading the comic, and he says, I cannot wait to direct the movie. <laughs> no, I 
We're gonna cut that one. What? Out. No, we will not. No, Elian. You're so strong and fast. He's a soldier. No, no, but wait, 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 wait. Papa, please do not take my wait, 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 wait. No, Papa, I want to be like the Valerian. I do not want to work in the 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 mill. You. Stop that one, <laughs> and you will like it. <laughs> no, 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 you never stop the well, We're sober. I sure. I sure we're am glad, sober. I sure am glad that we ended on an odd-numbered episode. <laughs> <laughs> the apology me, episode will be the one. This reminds me of the game. Thirty-nine episodes on Spotify. This reminds me of the Game Grumps episode where they where they play Sonic the Hedgehog from PS. Oh, Sonic 06. Yeah, this this is where we're at right now. Like, holy shit! Were you saying something, Jason? Yeah, yeah. There was a whole point, whole thing. I wrote. Sorry, sorry. Go back. Anyway, go on. So Luke Besson's mother walks in the room and she's like, "No, no, don't beat him with the bed." He just wants to. He loves the cubby. He likes his picture he books. Don't beat him with the baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've lost all French. Yes. Yeah, so okay, we're done. <laughs> let, let, let's be honest here. We didn't have any. No. So, um, yeah, little Luc Besson. Uh, we, we don't know exactly what transpired in the Basson household in the late 60s, but we, can only we do know that this was a passion project, and I feel like, if nothing else, I didn't enjoy the movie. There's very little I enjoyed about it. However, I can tell this was a film that wasn't made really with any sort of, um, I guess, you know, pretensions of, oh, this is going to you know, make a billion dollars and this is going to be the next, you know, big thing or whatever. This was truly made by someone who really loves the universe and really loves this source material. But I just feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, and it kind of reminded me of another um, adaptation, which was uh, Tintin. And Tintin was also based on like a French, you know, graphic novel, comic series, whatever. But like, I saw a good point on one of the critiques I read. No one outside of Europe gives a shit like no one knows about it yeah. like, and and that really hurts its audience because in north america if you said oh t- the adventures of tintin no one really knows so i mean that film did well and it was a good film it was a, a much better film than valerian is but like valerian doesn't mean anything to any of us i've never read any of the comics beforehand mm-hmm. so i feel like you know there's that part of me that i think what what i create or what i try to create is also not I don't operate in a very popular sphere, you know. I write, you know, half-hour-long prog concept songs and albums and shit. So, like, I get it, you know. If you have a love of something that's decidedly non-commercial and you still want to, you know, create that or you want to, you know, make something in that universe or you have a love for it, like, that's great. Like, I think that's something that should be celebrated. But at this level, when it becomes a $200 million spectacle film and it just really isn't good in the end like it's you know it it, it i don't know it's just really disappointing because you you can sense that enthusiasm in the film you really can even if it's not enjoyable you can still sense the enthusiasm at least i could 
So, you know, that was one point I wanted to bring up. I thought that was kind of um, unfortunate because I think, you know, when you're, I, I think a lot of us in this room are creators in one way, shape, or form. I think when you're that passionate about something and then the feedback is, oh, that really blows, like, you try not to take it personal, but I'm sure he took it personal. Um, the second thing I wanted to touch on really quick, and the reason I wanted to bring Sky Captain back up, is I feel like this just kind of joins a long list of films that we've seen that are these super big budget spectacle films where they might be really creative and they might be really kind of like the product of these auteurs, but at the same time, they just flop hard. Yeah, for you everything know? that like Alita was, you know, as a passion project. You know, this movie just wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. And Alita, even though I think we all enjoyed the film, it was kind of the same way. It was very marginal. It wasn't mm-hmm. like this knock-it-out-of-the-park success. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly more successful than this film was. But, like, you look at this, you go back to and, like, look at, like, look at, like, the Jupiter Ascendings or the Cloud Atlases. I don't want at, to. You know, um, uh, Sucker Punch. You know, those type oh, of saw movies. That one. I wanted no, Sucker Punch to be so good. But um, it's it, it, it kind of joins that same you know, a canon of films where it's like, okay, this film costs $200 million. It's really high concept. It's really original in a lot of ways and really, you know, striving to be this kind of spectacle film. I think, I don't know if Bill or Miller said that, but it's like this spectacle, melt your eyeballs. Um, And a lot of the ideas are truly original, but it just doesn't find its audience. It just doesn't connect. That's like, this is what this was. That's why I hate that. Like these movies are by no means the worst movies I've ever seen, but what makes me hate them so much, you mentioned all of them, is the wasted potential behind them. It's, it angers me to no end because it could have been good. There was something here that could have been good and it was flopped on and it was all because of Luke Besson, which is why I think that, you know, when a director hits 50, we need to take them out back and shoot them. What? Um, Mark, you wanted to say something? Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting, though, as as unfortunate as the movie turned out to be, it had this effect where it it was compelling into a to an amount that made me want to go back and read the source material. Like, I really want to go back and read the source material because a lot of what was going on surrounding all the bad was visually gorgeous and, and really intriguing. And there were there were some cool things you could tell you could tell certain things that like they pulled straight from the comics. Certain characters or like uh, com- uh, 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 scenes that happen, little like actions that they do or, or or toys that they have in the universe. You can tell they pulled those directly from them because it was like, oh, I remember this thing. It was really cool. Let's make sure we get that in the movie. And they kind of focus on it in a way. And like I want to see where those came from, and I want to see. I want to see where the source for all these things came from. So I, I think the movie was was a huge letdown for sure, but I I think it's going to influence most of us, and I'm sure some of the other viewers who who went to see the movie to go back and dig into the source material and, and like fall in love with the same universe that Luke did, you know. Well, to your point too. The comic ran for 50 years. Right. So anything that ran for 50 years, like, you gotta hope right. it's got to be good at some point. Like, I don't want to let this cloud my judgment of the property. Because I feel like for the property to run that long, there had to be something to it. Mm-hmm. There had to be something we didn't see in this two-hour-long movie. So, 
I think they're probably this could have been executed better. Um, I think that there was so much there that uh, Luke Besson just really wanted to jam it into this mm-hmm. into this movie. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Then mm-hmm. will you stop it? <laughs> um, I actually consulted an expert before. That's not how to pronounce the last name. So, America. Okay. Was it Chris? Yes. Okay. Fuck you, Chris Besson. He has uh, more degrees than everyone at this table combined. I was going to say, he has a PhD <laughs> in French, doesn't he? If he has one, uh, he has more um, than No, but he, uh, I think that he just, this was a passion project. He loved this growing up, and I think he jammed way too much into a two-hour film than he should have. I think this could have been spaced out a little bit better. But then the question is, was this all Luke Besson's fault, or does the source material suck? And that's what I meant earlier, where I was like, you know, I, I do want to read it because of everything you said. But also, like, I'm worried. I, I, I don't know if I really want to waste my fucking time because, uh, like, maybe this is just... Maybe Luke Besson was like, mm, yes, I love this. And, like... God damn it. Every, like, all the Americans and everyone else was like, wait, what? And he's like, yes, this is exactly like the comic. Mm. Oh, God, and just stop doing the accent. <laughs> inflates his, you know, jaw. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. no. Oh, we'll God. pronounce it the way Ben wants to. I'm Luke Besson. Thank from you, France, Ohio. Go. Thank you. I voted for Trump. Fra- no, it's it's Frank, Ohio. Thank you. Come on, Franco, America. Um, uh, no, but when this movie was actually recommended, and um, this was a, re- a request, that's why we did this uh, movie for the cast. Um, Never send us requests Which again. I have I to apologize again. <laughs> oh yeah, we just shit on somebody's favorite movie. And, you know, but um, one of the things he mentioned was the comic book. He said that should also be read before seeing this, or you know, while we do this. And we guys. didn't, we didn't do that. Um, okay. Sorry, John. No, but time out. Never, ever, ever, ever should like. It's always a nice addendum. But never, ever should you have to say, you should read the comic before seeing the movie. Because that is, you should have known the moment he said that. You should be like, oh, it's one of those. (laughs) No, um, yes, a movie should be able to stand on its own, especially when there's $200 million plus invested in it. The movie should stand on its own, for fucking sure. But do you think if we had read the comics that this movie would have meant a lot more to us? Probably. I think if we read the comics, we would have been blind to a lot of its flaws and enjoyed the the fan goggle experience. Like, you know, remember that time when Mark liked Rogue One and I pointed out all the flaws and he was like, no, they aren't flaws. And I'm like, you just like Star Wars. Yeah, but then there's The Witcher. I saw that. Uh, where I've read all the books and the series started out so strong in following with the source material and then just fell a step every episode. Well, and that too, that's a reason why I'm a very strong advocate to not read books because they just ruin movies and television. In fact, Did you hear ben, that, kids? Ben, I'm going to hazard a guess here and the last book without pictures that you've read was Marauders. Aragon. Oh, my bad. Oh, without pictures? Yes. Was it was a young adult fiction? Aberrat three. I don't know what that is. Okay, it's a Clive right. Barker with fantasy theme, series. We will be providing a link to Ben's non for profit to promote illiteracy in our youth. <laughs> it's not illiteracy. <laughs> and, 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 learn to read. Su- learn to read subtitles. There's plenty of good, good South Korean films. If you if you come to our website, we have uh, built it up. Um, 
We're not really sure what it says, but we're sure it's great. Uh, it's it's <laughs> sci-fi cross sections forward slash burn a book forward slash. Burn your Arthur C. Clarke so books. Go I see iRobot. Send a burning book out, to Luke Besson's house. <laughs> I figured out the plot when they actually go back to like re 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 reboot Terminator. It's going to be they're going to create a time machine and then send the Terminator back in time to <laughs> to like. Prevent Luc Besson from ever. <laughs> They're gonna send it to reading, 19th century Luc Besson's it, it, house. It, 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 to prevent him from ever reading. Yeah, no, nothing violent. They just take the book from his hands and walk out. <laughs> and they send him to the mill. It's just gonna be. An, I am a, not a your dig, father. A, a digitally enhanced Arnold Schwarzenegger. Give me that. <laughs> give me that. Give back, me the. Give book. that bookie back. Don't read the book. It's going to the chopper. <laughs> Back to the baguette bakery for you. Okay. Uh, all right. So at this point, real quick, you have 30 seconds. I'm going to give oh, you boys. Okay. 30 seconds, good sci-fi, bad sci-fi, and Senator on the table. We're going to start with Jason. See what I did there? Yeah. Please do that with everyone. Okay. Um, Honestly, I, I, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> I, I, I thought it, it, was, it was probably one of... The worst movies I've ever seen. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't. There was nothing redeeming about it. I never want to see it again. Um, <laughs> bad, bad movie. Bad sci-fi. Move on. Mac. That's spelled with a C. Yes, exactly. Oh, no, Q U E. Bad sci-fi. Bad movie, in my opinion. Uh, I liked a lot of what they had to do. I have one more question for you guys, though. Did you notice the the super weird ADR at the end when they were having their final dialogue between uh, no. Larian and There was a lot of bad ADR in this. No, movie. I was oh, really. I never I never was, noticed. But there was a super bad ADR shot. All right. Well, this is your 30 seconds. Then. I'll look it Cut up this then. All. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll look nope. it up. Wait up. Wait up. Do you have a moment? Because I really want to watch. You know, you know, Mark. Next time you're going to come at us with that, give us time stands. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Guys, That's a I, joke. I'm I kidding. I'm kidding. Said it because I thought you guys would be like, "Oh yeah, totally." What was? What did they say there? Was this like in the shuttle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was gone. I was done, and he didn't watch it. It was when he said like the "You are my playlist" or whatever. He said something like that. But oh, it, it was I was on. browsing my phone. It was an over-the-shoulder <laughs> shot, and he was. It was 100% not what he said. I'll have to just look it up tonight. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I I'm sure we, we can watch it right after this. I'm sure we can look up like uh, Valerian not, ending. Babe, you're, you're not my playlist. <laughs> okay, babe, wait. Yeah, uh, babe. What if what if Dane DeHaan didn't actually perform any lines and it was Keanu Reeves? All right, moving on. All right, so uh, for me, Lieutenant Colon, uh, I will say that this movie sucked. Uh, the sci-fi. <laughs> could have been better uh, it was it was bad it was pretty bad uh i'm sorry luke besson but uh swing and a miss uh good luck next time with whatever you're doing next hopefully it's not lucy too uh william guillaume i'm sorry guillaume okay um i would say it made me question a lot of things about myself humanity <laughs> duty honor He's how we deal with you know, collateral damage, disappointment, and like hurting other people for the sake of saving ourselves. You know, like was Mule really worth destroying to save all humans? Oh God! Do I need to adjust my 
TV's color settings. <laughs> <laughs> is that my kid crying or is it my crying? brain screaming? Why what? is you Gasol in my living room? <laughs> why, why is... Get out! Why is, my, why is he holding my son? Why is my brain frying like an egg? You know? Uh, Don't me... you like my movie, William? <laughs> it's Guillaume. <laughs> ben just spit truly over the whole table. <laughs> William Splashdown. Well Ben now we're def <laughs> Now we're Don't definitely not like <laughs> Now we're definitely not going to get a sponsorship from Chili <laughs> for that one. I'm sorry, I did not mean to do that. <laughs> Keep watching some movie <laughs> William, you have beautiful Just babies. shitting this movie out. <laughs> oh my god. You have <laughs> You have a beautiful, <laughs> you have a beautiful young family. This is gonna be young. fun to edit. <laughs> I'm gonna kill somebody. I can count the number of literal spit takes I've seen on yeah. one hand. Uh, um, on one finger. That was like amazing. Oh my god. Enjoy the film. <laughs> I shall take your wife and your cheese out of your refrigerator. Valerian is very complicated movie. I would take your house, but you have no Billy, cheese. you I just love. don't eat it. You just don't eat it. Sorry, get Bill, continue. Oh, baby. You don't understand the film. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, so good sci-fi. <laughs> That's going in the sci-fi books. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, there's exactly one thing that I liked about this movie, and it was the kick-ass three-cheese omelette I ate while watching the movie. <laughs> uh, true story. That was a fucking good omelette. It literally had three cheeses. To all the people of France, uh, Belgium, Hungary, Qu Quebec, uh, all of the uh, French-speaking areas of the uh, the world, I would, I would just... Can you tell me how to pronounce omelette? Uh, French, I, no, French no. Omelets don't have anything in them. I would just things. personally like to apologize for all of the uh, what are you fucking thinking, cultural disrespect no that we've uh, displayed in this episode. But uh, I guess we just had to get out of our system. So at this point, we need to have like a French, like a French Troller. national on site, like in our room here. Uh, just to we'll do a good French. Miller, movie. actually, right here, can you play the French national anthem for us? Da, 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 da. Is that graduation? No, no, no that's Pom. No. La Marseille. Love, love. It's love the omelette. Love the omelette. Hated the movie. All right, folks, there you have it. That is our <laughs> I feel like Ben <laughs> talked way too much about how much he hated no, it. No, no, Ben, don't You're give up. him 30 seconds. You're up. Uh, I had something to say, and then I, I did something stupid. Uh, bad sci-fi, bad movie. Oh, I remember it now. Uh, when I once said the worst film I'd ever seen was a movie called The Unborn. I w sat through the whole thing, but then I regretted it, and I walked out of the theater, and I went to the desk, and I asked for my money back, and he said, why didn't you leave in a half hour in when you're supposed to for a refund? And I said, I just needed to see the train wreck, and he gave me credit. And he did. This is a true story. This is now the worst movie I've ever seen, and I want my money back, Amazon. So I'm coming for you, and I will get it. Bad movie. Bad waste of time. I'm really so, mad I watched. I spent my Monday doing this. But it was funny. Okay, so. Before I close this out. Um, 
what the fuck was the name of that movie with the AI and Mars and Red Planet? Destination. No, 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 no. Did we watch it? was part of our Katie Sackoff. Origin Unknown. Origin Unknown. That's it. That's it. Was this worse than that? Yes. yes. Because of okay, the wasted okay, no, potential. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Okay. I just wanted to say, because okay. Origin Unknown Because here's the thing. Katie bad. Sackhoff acted her ass off. Oh, yeah, that too. She saved the movie for whatever was saved of it. Yes. Okay. Anyways, that's all I want to say. Um, anyways, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this uh, interesting episode of Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. Uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a... Uh, first off a subscription on whatever podcast application that you use also if you can leave us a review um seriously this, review, this, pod- this podcast benefits of the uh kind of the word of mouth uh sharing not so much the marketing side of it trust us we a lot of money has been spent on marketing for this and uh it's the word of mouth it's you guys that move this podcast forward so if you can't do that, please do. And uh, next week, we are going to be releasing an episode on... The Expanse Season 4. Oh, fuck yes. I've been waiting. To... We have not done an Expanse Kyle's episode. Been since Sci-Fi Cross Sex. We have not done... The second episode we ever fucking did was The Expanse. Or at least the second topic we've season ever done one. was Season 1 of The Expanse. I did not know That's that. the last time we've covered The Expanse on this cast. That's a travesty. It's a fucking tragedy. Yeah. So anyways, that's that's what's coming at you next. So until next time. Adieu. Oh, I was going to say it. Adieu. Adieu. Au revoir. Adieu. Remage. You can come down. You're good. It's your house. It's, it's good ambiance. Like, my mom's coming downstairs to change over the laundry. <laughs> you boys having fun? Can I get you some snacks? Do you guys need some juice boxes? I got some juice boxes. I got, I got some peanut butter and jellies in the oven. I was kind of hoping it was. Kinda you know, someday it's going to be. Someday it's going to be Luke and Noah having their own podcast, and you're going to be coming down with, like, you guys want some juice boxes? Mom, get the fuck out! I got Totino's. was enhanced by the fact that I was, like, sneaking down. That was funny. Podcast, go play with your laser skateboards. That's awesome. Future. Actually, I, Future. I was like up here. She invented the laser skateboard. Tirade. No, the the synopsis of the film. Yeah, the tirade. I was like, was like maybe Ben understood experience. it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust no, me, he didn't. He didn't. Because <laughs> so, I was sitting there like with my ear against the door. I was like, what is he oh, going on and on and on and on about? That makes sense. I was like, wait. No, he doesn't understand. <laughs> no, no. He's just reaching. He's the only one. There's only one man who understands Valerian, and, and that is you. Some something of that in here, so Emily has guessed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I knew where I was about to go. So. <clears throat> okay. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> He said that in now. Truly. backslash John. You have to do it in Dayton Han's voice, though. Okay. Truly. Truly. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna be really serious. Refreshing hearts. Because I need. I'm gonna be really serious. Please, Papa.
You 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 let him make this movie, so it's your fault. This episode's Just... gonna be seven minutes long after all the things we cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening again. No, no, it's no it's, more wandering earths. It's all gonna be there for uh, everyone's cut talking, pleasure. Cut, slash, talking I, about cutting things though. Uh, displeasure. 